0: We are in this first Sunday of Lent. We began Lent on Ash Wednesday. And the Collect, or the opening prayer for Ash Wednesday, reminds us of the nature of the dimension of Lent. It's a spiritual campaign against evil. And today's readings, today's set of readings for the Mass, have been the same for the first Sunday of Lent, Since the 5th century. So for many centuries, what we hear right now, all people have heard. And regardless of all the changes that have been made to liturgy, these readings, this set of readings remain with us. Because it's important that we realize that we will undergo temptations. But before we even talk about temptation, let's kind of get to the root of it. And we hear that in the book of Genesis. Adam and Eve are in the garden. And here comes the serpent. Now, before the great prohibition, before God said, no, you cannot eat of the tree from the center, from the middle. You can eat of any other tree. They had more trees to eat than more trees that they could not eat from. There was only one. Before the great no, there was a great yes to a multitude of other trees. And the serpent tells the woman, are you sure you can eat of any of the trees? And the woman replies, yes, God said any except this one. And then he comes in and says, this is why God doesn't want you to eat. Because you're going to become like him and you are going to be able to make for yourself the criteria to decide what's good or what is evil. Of course, the serpent didn't present it like that. Because the devil presents sin as something appealing to the senses. Think of any sin, any sin. It brings pleasure. It's presented as something good and noble. But once you take that route, you realize how dirty and how ugly sin is. And the devil will never present it as ugly as it is. He was presenting something good to Adam and Eve. Now why would God refuse to give us the ability to be the judges of what's good and evil? Because we're limited finite beings that cannot make those decisions for ourselves. The deciding being that tells us what good, what's good and evil is God himself. Not us. We can't make that criteria for ourselves because we're limited. But since the moment of creation, Adam and Eve take it upon themselves to say, now we determine what's good and evil. Now we have the knowledge, the wisdom to determine what's good and evil. And look how that's working out for us you don't agree with me, I'm going to push Congress and I'm going to show you how wrong you are and how stuck in your ways you are, in your religion, in your faith, because you're not open. And something as concrete as man and woman, he created them, has been distorted because we can decide for ourselves. This life is a burden you're young. You have so many opportunities. You made a mistake. No pregnancy is a mistake, by the way. You can decide for yourself. And then we go downhill. Because we are the moderators. We decide for ourselves what's best. We are able to distinguish. To make a distinction between evil and good. Between goodness and and evil. And truth of the matter is that we're, we can't. That's just to show some of the examples of our society. We have to pattern ourselves to God, who is the source of all wisdom and of all goodness. Notice how in the Gospel there are three particular temptations that the devil tempts Jesus with, or attempts. The first one has to do with the created world. The second one has to do with how we relate with God. And the third, how we relate with others. How we relate with one another. Jesus had been fasting. But notice something very interesting. The devil didn't know with certainty who Jesus was. Because three times he tells him, if you are the Son of God, if. That if makes a huge difference. But Jesus knew exactly who he was. Because in the pericope that we've just read and we've heard, Jesus tells him, get away Satan. He calls him by name. The devil might know what our weak areas are. But he doesn't really know us. And any temptation that he brings to us, he himself doesn't know with certainty if we're gonna fall right into it. Now, granted, there are temptations that we bring upon ourselves. But the devil is real. The Catholic Church didn't make it up. It's not to instill fear in people. Scriptures tell us that the devil exists and he's at work and he knows scriptures to his own advantage, of course. So anyone out there who uses scriptures to their own advantage and distorts it comes from Satan. Because who does that? We see how the devil, knowing scripture, distorts it. And something good as bread, as power, as trusting God, which are the three temptations, turns them into something evil. Because the minute we turn something for ourselves, that's when we separate ourselves from God. You might be thinking, Father, that's a very pessimistic approach to our Lent. Tell us the good things. Tell us about Easter. I will tell you about Easter when we get there. We have to get there. We don't know if we're going to make it, right? We can only trust and hope. Lent, as I said at the beginning, it's spiritual warfare. All of us have temptations. All of us, including me. All of us have something or some things that we need to work on. We all have something that is separating us, that is dividing us from the created world when we use something for an evil purpose with God and with others. What are we doing about it? We have to allow God during this Lent to give us the grace to ask not for what we think we need, but to ask for what God already knows that we need. Trusting God's mercy is key. If you haven't been to confession in a long time, for whatever reason, if you don't understand the sacrament of confession, if you're afraid of it, if you haven't experienced God's grace through it, I invite you to look into it. See, we live in a world that if we don't know something, we go to St. Google. And St. Google gives us the answer. And we click on the first thing that pops up, and that's the truth. <laughs> if it's on the internet, it's got to be true, right? I invite you to investigate. It's, wor- it's totally worth it. Talk to me. Talk to a priest. Talk to a parishioner. Talk to someone who goes to confession regularly. Because the beauty of the sacrament. It's that we walk in there very guilty. And we're sitting at the throne of mercy. We're sitting in God's presence. And we're accusing ourselves. Guilty, guilty, guilty of whatever sins we're confessing. But we know that we're going to walk out of there with God's forgiveness. And as crazy as this sounds. We give God our sins all the nastiness of it and he loves us so much that he receives that cancels it out but does not leave us empty handed in return he gives us his sanctified grace at this mass we're also doing the rite of sending which is a beautiful rite in which we will send our catechumen to the bishop she will present in front of the bishop and say, I have discerned and I want to be received into the Catholic faith. Into God's holy church. The journey will not be easy. It's not an easy one. Christianity is not meant to be easy. Christianity is meant to stretch us out of ourselves so that we become who God intended from the very beginning, brothers and sisters. We've just begun Lent. And keep in mind that the devil might know your sins, but he doesn't know it, it, totally who you are. God, on the other hand, not only knows who you are, but loves who you are.